0: We are in the, the second week of our Great Expectations series here at Lake Point Church. And the reason why we're calling it Great Expectations is because we are anticipating God to move in, in a great way within our church and in our community. God has put something before us for us to walk through that's too big for Lake Point Church. And you know, that's how he moves. Do you you realize that? If you're doing something that you can do on your own, and I'm not saying you're not in God's will, because you can walk in God's will and do things on your own strength, but there's got to be times where you're called to do something that's bigger than you can handle, and you have to put your faith in God, and then he gives you strength. Because what that does, that increases your faith, It increases your faith. And without that amazing faith, and the Bible even says, without faith, it's impossible to even please God. But without an incredible, aggressive faith, we cannot have a great expectation. We cannot live in great expectations of what God is going to do in our midst, in our lives. Now, as a church, we're we're plugging that into where we are. Just to kind of catch you guys up to speed, we're, we're in the middle. We just introduced a couple of weeks ago a, a capital campaign, a, a one-chair campaign. And if you don't, you don't have one of these, we have them at Connection Point. And, this, uh, and you can actually go to our website and look on the, um, on the messages and actually watch the video of when this was announced. You can go to onechair.org and actually get all the information you need. But we are in a, in a process of just seeking the Lord about what our role is. And I've shared with you the last couple of weeks that your role is different than my role and everybody has a different role in this. Everybody has a, a different amount of sacrifice that we're all. But I do know this, we're all called to have a, to do a sacrifice, to do something bigger than ourselves. Because if not then we're not really building our faith. But to help us with this with this campaign, last week I passed out this 30-day devotional. And you may say, well, if you started that last week, I, I guess I'm too late. No, you're not. Just, just start with day one tonight, tomorrow. But we have these at Connection Point. And this 30-day devotional has some scripture and has a prayer guide. And, and it's something very simple. And we encourage you to do this and to walk through this with um, with your time with the Lord. You may even want to add this to what you already do. But it just gives us focused time as a church to seek the Lord to see what our part is. And so as we walk through this campaign together, as we walk through uh, what the Lord would have us give, uh, just know this, on uh, February 18th, which is our five-year anniversary, we will. Uh, we want you to be able to Obviously, come to that, and you want to make sure you register for that. But you can, um, that's where we're asking you to turn in uh, either one-time gifts and or a three-year pledge. And all of that information is in the one campaign brochure that you can pick that up. But more importantly, it's, it's it's all about providing a place where life change can happen, where we can have hope. And we're 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 people. We can invite people in who need hope in their lives. It's right over here in Emerson, uh, twenty acres, and uh, we're excited about what God is doing. But we are expecting God to do great things. And last week we talked about a faith that amazes. Wouldn't it be great for you to live a life that your faith actually amazes God? I don't know about you, but I, I want to live that kind of life. I want God to look down and say, wow. Now that, that's amazing. And you know, God, God, is, God loves us unconditionally. Not that that's gonna make him love us more. Nothing can do that. But for him to be amazed by our faith, even Jesus did that with the centurion soldier that we learned about last week. In the last week's story, no, There was only one place in the Bible where Jesus, where God was amazed by someone's faith. And that was not by a Jew. It was not by a teacher of the law. It was from a soldier in the Roman army, a centurion who led other soldiers. And what we found out last week, in order to have a a faith that amazes God, we need to understand that there's a burden that we can't carry. The centurion had a, had a servant who he couldn't heal. He's tried everything. He couldn't carry it. We can't carry this, this whole thing. This, this right here, we, we can't do this by ourselves, okay? And so in order to have a faith that's amazing, you gotta have something that we can't carry, a burden we can't carry. We also gotta bring it to Jesus. The centurion brought this situation to Jesus. He went to Jesus. said, Jesus, I, I can't do this. And he humbly approach him. Look, I don't, have, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. I don't deserve, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. Because you know why? Jesus, I believe you have authority. And look at the word authority. The first, word, the first part of that is author. Jesus is the author of authority. God is the author of authority, the authority in our life. And so if he's really the author of your life, he has authority. And so, as we walk through this, and we're, we want to be known as a church with an amazing faith. We don't want to be just known as a church with great worship, or just great kids and student ministry, or great outreach. We want to be a church known by our amazing faith. That is the number one. And then uh, people, will, uh, people will see that, and they'll be drawn to that like a magnet, Last week we talked about a faith that amazes. This week we're talking about a, a faith that surprises. A faith that surprises. Do you know that there's a time, there's a place in Scripture where Jesus is caught by surprise? Now, can you imagine catching God by surprise? Catching God like not not watching, not looking. It's like, whoa, whoa what just happened? What just happened? For God to be surprised by our faith. So not only can we have a faith that, that's amazing, but we can have a faith that surprises. And so um, the aggressive faith, an aggressive faith that has great expectations is a faith that surprises. And it's found in Mark chapter five. And We're gonna be heading over there in just a second. But let me set up the story here, uh, before we read it, in, in Mark chapter 5. So Jesus and his disciples had just crossed over the Sea of Galilee. It's just a big lake. And so they had crossed over. And so when they walked out of the boat, they, they landed on shore. There was a large crowd of people gathering. And actually, they were waiting for Jesus. I mean, at this point, Jesus was a rock star status. People just wanted to be near him. In fact, his disciples actually uh, turned into bodyguards uh, almost. It's like, okay, we've got to be able to control the crowd just a little bit. And so Jesus and the disciples came off the boat, large crowd, where there was a man who was a leader of a synagogue, a Jewish church. And he was very well respected. And he had a daughter who was 12 years old. And this daughter was really, really, really sick. We, we have no idea what she had. Uh, based upon some of the um, feelings in our house, she probably had the flu <laughs> because she, uh, she felt like she was gonna die. And so I, I've, I've kind of seen that with some uh, people in our own house. But we don't know what she had, but we do know this. She was severely ill and close to death. And so Jairus, that was his name, the leader of the synagogue, he came to Jesus and said, begged him, Jesus, will you please come and help my daughter? I need you to heal my daughter. And so he begged and Jesus Jesus agreed to this. And so, but Jairus wasn't the only one in that crowd who needed uh, Jesus' healing power. There was a lady in that crowd who also needed a touch from Jesus. And, uh, and this lady who was there, whenever Jairus was talking there with Jesus, um, we're going to read about her situation. So in Mark chapter five, verse 24 through 34, it says this, so Jesus went with him, went with Jairus. So he was, he was walking to Jairus' house, a large crowd followed and pressed around him, okay? So they were, they were all touching him and, and, and walking with him on a way to go see a miracle, okay? And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up Behind him in the crowd And touched his cloak His outer robe Because she thought If I just touch his clothes I will be healed Immediately Her bleeding stopped And she felt in her body That she was freed from her suffering At once Jesus realized that power Had gone out from him He turned around In the crowd And asked Who touched My clothes. Who touched my clothes? He's turning around and he's looking. He was caught by surprise. He was caught by surprise. Verse 31 You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So this this story, I don't know about you, this story totally, totally amazes me. The fact that there's a miracle that happens, that Jesus doesn't know anything about. He doesn't even know who touched him. This is a miracle that Jesus didn't actually go and do intentionally. It just happened because of her faith. And it was a faith that was an aggressive faith, so much that it catches Jesus by surprise. So what are some things that our faith need to include to catch God by surprise? If our our faith catches God by surprise, then then it's a huge faith. faith. There are some attributes, there are some characteristics about this this faith of this woman that, that we can listen to and act out the voice of God in regard to what God has for us in this church. For the the future purpose of the land, for future building, what can we learn from this faith that surprises God, takes God by surprise? What can we learn from this as a church? And then what can you learn, what can I learn individually to bring it into our everyday life? First of all, it was an aggressive faith. It was an aggressive faith. This, you know why it was aggressive? Because this lady literally pushed through the crowds. She pushed through the crowds. They were crowding around her. And so she was weak, she was sick, but she did everything she can to push her way through. She moved people out of the way. A woman. That's aggressive. In order for Lake Point Church to live with great expectations, we need to have a faith that is aggressive. We need to have an aggressive faith, not a passive faith. When it comes to our faith in this project, we need to be assertive. We need to be pushy. We need to be forceful. Now, what does that exactly mean? Does it mean that we push people around who oppose this location? No. Does it mean that we force people in the church and the community to give towards this project? No, not at all. We will only be aggressive in regards to our faith. We will push aside all obstacles of thought and negative chatter that rises against what God has told us about in this land. We will see to it that, that we get on our knees aggressively and we seek the Lord. Lord, you've, you've put this in front of us. You have put this in front of us. And so we can't do this on our own. And so we're, we're going to push away all obstacles, all negative thoughts, all of the you can't do this, you're not worthy of that. We, we're gonna push that aside and we're gonna walk boldly to the power of God and his provision in this situation. So do, do you see the possibilities that could be there in that land? I want you to envision, I want you to envision in your mind the, the, the community park. I want you to envision a, a community garden of about 20 or 30 little just pods of individual garden spots. I want you to envision people in the community coming out and being a part of that. Do you know what we're hearing? Because we got lots of ears on the ground in the community. And some of it's coming from you. What we're hearing is that people are excited about going in there and planting a garden. Do you know we have retired people, lots of retired people that are gonna be our, our new neighbors that they cannot wait to get in there and do, and do a garden. They can't, get, they can't wait to get in there and show other people how to plant a, a, a garden. There are people who can't wait to have children playing on the playground behind their house. They can't wait to be able to walk on the walking trail that goes around the whole 20 acres. So imagine people visualize people doing that. Then I want you to visualize a a structure, a facility where people come, where children run off and they go hear about God's word and students come and and, and they're in youth service and and they're doing small group Bible studies and, and they're growing in their faith together, trying to walk in life of purity. Imagine people coming in in droves The just cars coming in from Red Top and Fourth Street and everywhere, and people are coming in to hear the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Imagine that. That is where we need to live. We need to live in that moment. We need to live what that looks like. Because let me tell you something there's no way that that woman didn't have that vision of healing in her body, uh, in her mind, before she went to touch Jesus. When she was going to touch Jesus, she had in her mind, I'm, I'm about to get healed. I'm about to get healed. And nothing is gonna stand in my way because Jesus is here. And so that is a kind of aggressive Faith that I'm talking about, living in that moment. I know we're here just temporarily, and we're so grateful for our partnership with the Excel Christian Academy. I did hear word that they will be here starting school August 15th of next year. So they're, they're coming. They're starting to paint down there. You know, they're like, man, you, you, guys, you guys have already shown us what it's gonna look like, and, and it's awesome. So they're already starting to do some work, and there's more work that they are doing. But we're so glad of our partnership with them. But we need to walk in with an aggressive faith. Now, how do we make this person on our lives? Could it be that you have areas in your life, just like the woman, that's, that's, that's hemorrhaging, that's bleeding out, that's slowly bleeding and is slowly dying? Maybe you have some relationships that's bleeding out, maybe you have a marriage that's bleeding out, you have finances, you have a career, you know, or, or whatever it is, whatever your situation is. Maybe you know of someone. They have an area in their life that's just, it's just bleeding and you don't know how to stop it. The life is being sucked out of it. And so maybe it's time for you to be more aggressive in your action with this situation, to be more aggressive in your faith. Maybe it's still bleeding because you've been a little bit passive about your faith. Maybe it's time to be more aggressive, to push things aside that don't line up with your healthy life that God has planned for you. Your healthy marriage, your healthy finances, you know, your healthy relationships, how you handle people, how you respond to people, whatever that is. If there's areas in your life that you're like, oh yeah, Frank, I've got areas in my life that's just bleeding. Be more aggressive. Be more aggressive in your faith. Get on your knees. Get on your knees. Fight. Push things out of the way that go against that healthy lifestyle. So she showed us That to catch God by surprise, you gotta have an aggressive faith. You gotta move first. You gotta have an aggressive faith. Don't be passive. Second thing she showed up, it's gotta be a disruptive faith. It's gotta be a disruptive faith. That's how we catch God by surprise. When Jairus begs Jesus to come heal his daughter, this woman is not far away. She disrupts Jesus on his way to the man's house. The crowd is walking with Jesus on a mission. They're ready to see a miracle. But this woman disrupts it. She gets in a place where Jesus stops. Now, I kind of think that she really didn't mean to disrupt this. In fact, I think Based upon what's, what this passage is, and it's uh, different passages in, in uh, different books as well, Matthew and, and Luke, you could read those uh, scenes there as well. But I don't believe that this woman intentionally meant to disrupt. In fact, I think that's why she quietly just went and, and, and touched the outer garment, believing that she would be healed rather than just get in front of the crowd and just cause attention to herself and say, hey, heal me, heal me. She didn't mean to disrupt, but she did disrupt what was going on. So it wasn't how she disrupted Jesus, but it was the why. It wasn't the how, it was the why. You see, there were lots of people touching Jesus. At that moment, lots of people—they were touching Jesus in the same way she touched him. But they—they they were trying to break through the disciples um, and get to the point to where they can—they could touch Jesus. But they, when they touched Jesus, they didn't have a—they didn't have a reason. They didn't have a purpose. They didn't have a why. They didn't have a deep need that they needed. Jesus as this woman did so this woman touched Jesus with a purpose she had a stronger why than anybody else why do I need to touch Jesus because I am tired of the hemorrhaging in my body I'm tired of the bleeding out in my body I'm done with it I need his help I need his power. I need his healing in my life. And so her why was stronger than everyone else's. She touched Jesus with a purpose. And everybody else saw Jesus as a rock star. She saw Jesus as a savior and a healer. She touched Jesus with a reason. We don't need to be afraid to disrupt God. With our request for help to build this future location for Lake Point Church. Sure, disrupting Jesus was a little different way of receiving healing, you know? I mean, everywhere else in scripture, you see where Jesus went and, and, and he provided healing. He, he touched people, he, he talked to people, he spoke the word and it was done. And G, this lady, all she did Believed beyond a shadow of a doubt. And she just touched his clothes. It's it's a little unconventional. It's a little unconventional. But as we proceed in this land and this building down the road, and as we are a church that's unified as one church with one mission to reach people with the gospel one chair at a time, we can know this. We can know that it is okay to disrupt God, to say, hey, God, we need your attention. We need your attention. We want your help. And so that's why we're on our knees as a church. That's why I'm asking as your pastor that you get on your knees. And I'm gonna tell you what, church, if you're not on your knees, you're not involved in this. I'm just being blunt. I'm not talking about, I'm not even talking about you giving money. I'm just saying, hey guys, we have got to collectively be praying about this. This is huge. We can't do this. So I'm asking you, as your pastor, I'm asking you to pray, seek the Lord. Lord, what's my part? What's my part? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to sacrifice? What do you want me to give? What can, I, what can I give away that can help with this? What is gonna be my three-year pledge? What's gonna be my one-time gift? You know, whatever that looks like. I want you to pray and seek the Lord on this. Because I know this, if we collectively do our part, God is gonna step in and do his part. He will, because that's exactly what, what this lady did. She did her part. She was an aggressive. She moved those things out of the way. She went to Jesus. She did her part. And Jesus, not even knowing about it, did his part. And it caught him by surprise. So not only does it need to be an aggressive faith, it needs to be a disruptive faith. So bring this home to, home to you. We need to touch Jesus. You need to touch Jesus in a very purposeful way. So if you're if you're if you are have an air in your life that you're just bleeding, you need to go to him not only aggressively, but you need to go to him in a way that is that has more purpose than what you normally pray. Let's say if you, if you spend time with the Lord and you're, you have these, this prayer that you pray and you have this daily devotional, that's great. But you know what? When you get to the point to where you've got to touch Jesus with, with as much a purpose in your life, with as much energy as you can, then you're going to do more than what you normally do. You're going to add scripture to it. You're going to read God's word and add that scripture to your prayer time. You're going to fast and pray. You're going to say, Lord, this is a big deal. I'm going to fast, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to seek your face. You're going to involve others in this. You're going to involve others. You're going to ask others to pray with you on this. You're going to tell people, look, I'm tired of of." this area of my life, bleeding and slowly dying. And it's not getting better. And I'm tired of the the unhealthiness in my life. This needs to be healthy, and it's not. So I need you to pray with me. And so getting others to pray with you is another way that we can intentionally touch Jesus with a purpose. Don't just hang out with Jesus reach for him. Reach deep. Reach strong. Because then you're going to interrupt him. You're going to disrupt him. And that's what you want to do. Hey, Jesus, I'm going to disrupt you. And he doesn't mind that at all. God is not too busy for your problem. You don't need to worry about that. Jesus is on his way to heal a dying girl and, and and he was disrupted, but he didn't, he didn't tell the woman, he didn't scorn the woman, and he's not gonna scorn you as well. Make your faith bigger than your problem. Make your faith bigger than the problem you're facing. That's what you have to do. So she caught Jesus by surprise with her aggressive faith, with her disruptive faith. And last, it it was an announced faith. It was an announced faith. You know, she didn't announce her name. We don't know her name. I can't wait to meet her in heaven. What amazing faith. She didn't announce her name, but she did announce her faith. She did (coughs) announce her faith. She didn't have a name because she was not known by her name. She's known by her faith. That's why her name's not in this book. Her name's not in this book because she's not known by her name. She's known by her faith. The centurion, we don't know his name. But we know of his faith. His faith amazed God and her faith surprised God. God. And that's what we want to be, a church that surprises God. We want to be a church that is known by our faith. I could care less if people know the name of our church. I could care less. I want them to say, man, that church down in Emerson. You see the pa- picture on the paper? I don't know the name of the church, but they're building something out there. Man, that's big. That's strong. That's pretty good, you know? That's about the best Georgia accent I can do. <laughs> With the cold. But she was known by her faith, not necessarily by her name. We want to be known by our faith. But here's a question I ask. Here's a question that I wonder. Why did Jesus stop? Why did Jesus stop? He knew power came from out of him. He could have just said, Someone just got healed. That's cool. And I'm going to keep walking because Jairus has asked me to go to his house because his 12 year old girl's sick really bad. But he didn't, did he? He stopped. He stopped in his tracks. He turned around and he asked a simple question Who touched me? Who touched me? You know, I, we we've got to touch God in this time, in this season of our life. We have got to touch God in a way that we've never touched Him before. And you know, this is serious. We've got to reach out to God, and some of you is like, "Well, Frank, I don't really know how to do that." Just go through that devotional, spend time with the Lord. Ask the Lord. Just turn off the radio when you're driving. Spend time with Him. Ask God, God, what is my part? God, move in a mighty way. There's people who need hope. Help us, God. But I believe that Jesus stopped because He wanted to recognize her faith. He wanted to recognize her faith. We, uh, we just like the woman. We, per, we pursued this land. As, as I've shared before, this land was not for sale. And so we, we, we had a problem, and the problem was that we didn't have a place to meet. I mean, we meeting in a school, and, and we had this opportunity, and that's great, but we're not gonna be here forever. We need a place where we can do ministry. Where we, can, where we can reach people, we can reach a community in, in, in ways that, that we can only imagine. And so we called about the land, just like, just like the woman. We sought after what God has, and God showed us, all right, here is what I want you to do. And it was obvious, it's obvious. With the price point that God is giving us for 20 acres, it's obvious, you know, there's another piece of property right across from Emerson Elementary, the new Emerson Elementary. 12 acres, it's about a million dollars right now. You don't think God's behind this? Our land? He's behind this. And so God is saying, I want you to walk. I want you to walk. Had a great conversation yesterday with the landowners, the Monroe family. They're excited. They're excited about us. And God is behind this 100%. And so what God did, just like the woman, he stopped, he paused, and he looked, and he waited. God is doing the same thing with us. He's pausing, He stopped, he's turning around, and he's waiting to see what we are going to do. Are we going to announce our faith in this project? Are we going to announce our faith? I'm talking about you individually and us collectively as a church. Now, I, I've been doing that for the past few weeks. Didn't know my face was ugly mug was gonna be on the front page of the paper. But I'm, I'm grateful that the news is spreading around that God is doing some great things. So we have announced to Bartow County Hey, we're doing this. Lake Point Church, we're doing this through the power of God because God has told us, go. In all those council meetings, I've shared how God is gonna receive the glory and we are so excited. We are announcing. And so God is waiting and he's wondering, are you going to announce the faith? Just like the woman, are you going to stand? Because let me tell you something, she did not have to stand up and acknowledge, uh, that was me, sir, that was me. She didn't have to do that, but she did. She announced her faith. So church, how are you gonna announce your faith? You're gonna announce it by how you take this time as we are walking together, as we are walking together collectively, praying together as a church. As you announce things in your life, let's bring this personal. Some of the bleeding that could be going on in your life. You may wanna announce, all right, this is is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do about this. This is what I believe God has in this area of my life that is not doing well, that is not healthy in my life. I'm looking at things that aren't good. I'm saying things that aren't good, whatever that is. I'm spending like I shouldn't be. Whatever area in your life that is not healthy, God, God is waiting to see how you're gonna announce that and what you're gonna do about it. And so you need to spend some time with the Lord, and Tell God, all right, God, I believe you're calling me to do whatever it is, this. And so I'm going to walk through that, and I'm going to do it. And you will know that Jesus has entered your story because things will change. Immediately, some things are going to change. It may not all be just like it should be at the, you know, ultimately be. It may not all be healthy right at the very beginning, but you will notice, just like the woman, whoa, something, something is happening. Something is changing. And so you will notice that some things will change. God will enter into your life. You know, I'm reminded as, as people, I mean, I baptize people uh, here at this church. And, and I love seeing the life change. I love how I've talked with some of you before you accepted Christ. And not that you were like an extremely bad person, but it's like you were—you just didn't really know your way. You were a little bit lost and you were searching. And then, and then when, you, when you accepted Christ as saving you and, you and you gave your life to him and you showed others of your decision by being baptized, and, and it's like, man, a light went on. And it's like the Holy Spirit is shining through you. And I love seeing that. And that's what happens. There's a change that begins to take place place as we buy this land there's going to be changes there's going to be dirt moving there's going to be things happening and as we move the dirt and the ground of that land God wants to move the dirt in your heart, in your hardened heart God wants to do things in your life God wants to do the things in your area of your life that is is hemorrhaging, that is bleeding and so will you join with me and walking in a faith that surprises God, that, that takes God by surprise. Let's do it aggressively. Let's disrupt. And let's announce it. Let's announce it to God. Let's announce it to one another. Let's announce it to the world by his glory and his name only. So I'm asking you, Will you reach out and touch the robe of Jesus? Will you reach out with me just by faith and just touch the robe of Jesus? We wanna do that together as a church. And and I, I encourage you, please, please get on your knees, pray together, seek the Lord, ask the Lord, what is my part? And then on February 18th, I want you all to come. I want you all to come, and we're going to invite a lot of guests. and, and our guests, there's there's not going to be any expectation for them to give. Now they're going to have an opportunity to give towards that if they want. They're going to have an opportunity to sign up to be a, a prayer partner as we proceed as we walk through this. Is this going to be a journey? And so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna invite people to, to do that. But that is a Sunday where you're going to say, Lord. Here is where what you this here is what you've told me to give. And so pray. Seek the Lord. And if you have any questions at all, I, I want to be available for you. And if you if you want to figure out, okay, Lord, how do I pray? Frank, what are some things I can do? Let's talk. And let's walk through this together. And I'm going to tell you something. As your pastor, I'm gonna be honest. The Lord has not spoken to me yet. What, my, what our role as our family, he's not. But we're seeking. We're seeking the Lord. Lord, what would you have us to give? And a large family of eight is gonna be a sacrifice. But I do know this. We're gonna do what God wants us to do, not what Frank and Suzanne wanna do. And I'm asking you, to do the same thing. Do what God wants you to do. But more importantly, if you've got areas in your life that you're just bleeding out, we need to take care of that. We need to take care of that. So every head bowed, every eye closed, if you could. Let's, let's close this out. And let's pray together. If you're sitting here today and you're like, Frank, I just, uh, your, your word spoke to me today. And there are areas in my life, just like this woman, that's just uncontrollably bleeding out. And I need a plan. I, I need a, a faith strategy. And I just need someone to pray with me. If, if, if that is you, I just, I just want you to understand that God is with you and that we're here with you. And I want you to know that as this service ends, and after the announcements, I'm gonna be in the back and I, w- I would invite you to please come talk to me and let's, let's work through this together. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We ask you, Lord, that you do a great work in our life. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you let us walk with a faith that surprises you, that takes you off guard, just like, just like Jesus, you did with this woman. And we pray, Father, that as we live with great expectations, that you do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. And we thank you, Lord, in advance for all that you're going to do and all that you have done. We give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.